Oh, can you not hear me? <laughs> can you hear me? Hello? Oh my god. Rookie! Uh, I... How about now? How about now? How about now? How about now? There we go. Yeah, we're back. We're back. Go. Okay, cool. All right. Anyway, so let's just restart, I guess, since nobody can hear me talk. Uh, all right. So we, I introduced Lucas this time. Thank you, uh, Shane. I'm an amateur now, I guess. So we intro Lucas. We said hi. How are you? We're both happy. We both had a good day. Um, <laughs> We kind of gave our thoughts on Beaver State Fling. We'll, Fling. we'll reiterate those. Lucas, what did you think of Beaver State Fling? I love the course. Don't think it's the right, <laughs> the right, the right place for it, though. So, yes. What are your thoughts, Curves? Uh, I think it's a historic place to play, man. Like, we'll talk about Coriolis later. But uh, I don't think this course belongs on the Elite Series level. We had a player go bogey-free, um, Garrett Griffey. He's a baller. He's good. But... For him to go bogey free somewhere, I think that that says that we probably shouldn't be there on the elite series level. I think this kind of belongs as a silver series. Yeah, I mean he uh, he's known for going OB when he throws throws a mile. So yeah. yeah, I think it's just it's a beautiful course, but probably too easy for the level of disc golfers these days. Yes. So moving on to to FPO, Valerie Mondahano, back-to-back -back wins. Uh, definitely making the top of the leaderboard more exciting when uh, we're missing uh, Chris and Tashar. Even when Kristen's here, it's still exciting. It's more diverse than it's been in the past. So what were your thoughts on her events? Um, I think she is just such a solid, solid player. Um, her putt is just so good um, this weekend. And... Uh, I was looking at stats for the year. What's crazy to me is that she isn't top five in any statistical category except for scrambling. Uh, wow. She just very if she gets in trouble, well, get out of it because of her scrambling. Um, and I think it's crazy to me that she's not top five and more um, because I truly think she's she's one of the, the best women in the game right now. Yeah. And so some stats that she had this weekend, she was 100% scramble. I think it was nine for nine was what I saw. She was first in C1X putting, uh, first in birdie percentage, which is how you win your first in birdie percentage. Uh, her worst stat was her park percentage, and she was 30th place in that one. And other than that, next worst was fairways. She was 14th place, 53% fairways. So uh, the big one for me is 100% scramble, going nine for nine for the whole event. I think uh, I looked at it. She had, I think, five round one, and then one second round, and then it would have been three for the final round. So, and bogey-free final round. Bogey-free. What what place was she parked? Uh, park percentage, I don't think, uh, uh, 30th, 30th. 30th, yeah. I mean, you don't have to be parked when you're putting like that. So. <laughs> she looks so focused. That was the biggest thing I noticed was just she's absolutely locked in this weekend. Um, so Katrina Allen got second place. Oh, I didn't copy and paste this. Oh, that's not going to be the right thing to do. But she made a post on Instagram that was kind of interesting to me. Um, let me pull it up. Go ahead with whatever you're going to say. I was going to say you're going to read it. 
Yes. Okay, here we go. Second place at Beaver State Fling. The first and second round felt so amazing. In 36 holes, I only had one bogey, which came from my only missed circle one putt. I felt my confident. I felt like my confident, calm, competitive, unstoppable self. Unfortunately, that feeling left on Sunday. I felt quite the opposite. As you guys know, I'm not big on excuses, but I'm really struggling with something I've been working on healing from for years. It's holding me back mentally on the course, and on those days, I find it hard to concentrate. I'm irritable, and the last place I want to be is on the course with cameras and pressure. With that said, I just want my fans, friends, and family to know that I will continue to fight this demon, and I know when I overcome this struggle that it will bring me to a new level because my game really feels where it needs to be. So for me, that kind of stems into a bigger discussion about just mental health issues in sports, and I, it seems to be running rampant everywhere. We look at you know Naomi Osaka, Simone Biles, you know the list goes on and on of people that have experienced this. And you know I don't know what it is. Competition can be draining, especially in these these solo, these individual sports where you're just by yourself. I've experienced it. Sports are hard, and like the grind is hard for these these ladies and these men on tour. You know, sometimes it's it's probably pretty hard to get by going from place to place. So, you know, I don't know what you have to say, but I just, I just hope I hope that Kat can get over this and we can see her playing really well again. Yeah, I think recently people people have felt more comfortable coming forward. Yeah. Um, and that's why you hear more about you know Simone Biles and Naomi. It, I think it's wonderful for the mental health side of things because they can air that stuff out. And I think back in the day, people still had like, you know, had trouble issues mm -hmm. on the mental side of things. It just wasn't, it was taboo to talk about it. Um, and now it's not. And I think that's a step in the right direction yeah. for um, having help and <laughs> these types of issues solved in the future. Yeah, I agree. So moving on just to like the competition of this. So Valerie is three and six this year against Cat um, with three wins with Cat in the field. All three of her wins have come with Cat in the field. Cat uh, only has one win. And then Cat uh, has six podiums and Val only has four when they're in the same field. So, so Valerie wins more, um, but Cat podiums more. Yes. And I think that Val has missed the top ten and Katrina's top ten every single week. So. So let's move on. The fun part of our night. We've spent a lot of time on these. We're going to do our top 10 power rankings. Uh, you want to go 10 from number 10 to 1? Finish with yeah. 1? All right. Yeah. I'll go first. I got Juliana Corver, number 10. She's only played four events, but she's freaking five time. So she's always going to make my top 10. Oh, and I, I guess we should go into, like, I guess a little bit more before we get ahead of ourselves. What we used to make these rankings. For me, I went a little bit more recency bias, but I also weighed how they had performed against these other players throughout the season. So, yeah, and mine's completely different. So for me, <laughs> I went completely stats based, um, no feelings, no emotions in this. Um, one hundred percent. We only looked at the last four tournaments. Um, so from Champions Cup, um, OTB. Portland and Beaver State. Um, so I looked at those four tournaments and based on how they finished, um, who was kind of more consistent. So who is hot right now is my power rankings. Okay. I dig it. So yeah, like I said, JK, I went JK number 10, only four events played, but she's five time. I'm always going to put her in the top 10. Who do you, yeah, who do you got? Who's your number 10? My, my number 10, Sarah Hokum. Okay. 
Okay. I have nothing else to say except no, Sarah nothing. Hogan. To Sarah Hogan. Um, yeah, I mean, she's she's one that's typically consistent. Yeah. So, um, but not as consistent as some of these other ladies. Fair. Do you want to go snake draft? Or do you want to do? I do yeah. one. You do two. No, I do two. I'll, boom, I'll, boom. I'll do. The, I'll do the next one. So number nine, Maria Oliva. Mm -hmm. She crushes. Um, she's been kind of up and down the, the leaderboard this year, but her last four, she's been pretty consistent. She was hard for me to keep out of my top ten. I'm, I gave it away early that I don't have her in my top ten, but she was hard for me to keep out. She was somebody I looked at and was like, I definitely want her in my top ten. But I went Ella Hansen, number nine. Um, she's on a good run. She can pop off occasionally. Uh, she had a slow start to the year, but I, I think she's, she's put herself in a position for success moving forward. And then n number eight, I got Sarah Hokum. She's got a silver series win. She's very consistent, and she's right around at least the top ten every single week. So, my number eight is Jen Allen. Okay. Jennifer Allen. Okay. She, uh, like I said, we kind of talked about it in a, in a podcast recently, how much her putt has improved, and it's really, really helped her this year, mm -hmm. and she's she's been very consistent as well. That's a good pick. I dig that one. And number seven for me is Ella Hansen. Okay. Like you said, she's kind of been recently been on a tear, and of course, that's what my whole um, list is all about. So, she definitely deserves a seventh spot on my list. And number seven, I went with Missy Gannon. Um, she hasn't had a strong year, but she's only missed the top ten twice. She had a second place at Port. Was it Portland? Where was her second place at? Yeah. It was recent. Uh, it wasn't too uh, long ago. But she got second place somewhere, and that that kind of moved her up the leaderboard when I saw that. And again, a little recency bias there was she's been hot lately. She's been playing good lately. So Jonesboro, she got second. Jonesboro, okay. Excuse me. And then number six, I got Cat Merch. I couldn't put Cat Merch below Missy. I've seen Cat Merch on coverage more than Missy. So and maybe I'm also hurt because I believed in Missy to start this season and she hasn't performed. So that's that's number six, Cat Merch. Okay. Um Crazy enough, Cat is my favorite female disc golfer. Like, I like her. I love Cat. I, I love her attitude. Yep. Um, she noticed a you know a trend in her game last year where she wasn't being great, and she's trying to be better around the course. But she's not on my list at all. Uh, she just recently, she just hasn't had enough close to the top finishes. So, um, but my number six is Missy Gannon. So Missy Gannon, um, out of the last four anyway, she's, she's played pretty well. Mm -hmm. And then number five, and this may shock you, but recently she's been playing very good, and she only played two of the last four, so I've kind of put her up a little bit. But number five for me is Rebecca Fox. Rebecca, wow. Yes. So I, definitely... I just love... I, I love the way she's putting. Um, I feel like she's she's gotten a lot of confidence. So the last two tournaments that she's played, she got fourth and fourth. Um, so I mean, she is she's feeling yeah. good. That's fair. I, I wanted to put her in my top ten as well, but again, I kind of I kind of dug back farther in the season for mine. So number five is it my turn? It's my turn, right? Number five, I put Owen Scoggins. She can putt. She's been so good. She's always on coverage every week. You always see her on coverage. I don't think she, I feel like she hasn't missed the top five all year, but she has. She's been top ten at least every event, though. So that's my number five, Owen Scoggins. 
Number four, Katrina Allen. She had a hot start and looked like she felt really good and confident. And we kind of cited that Instagram post earlier, but she's kind of fizzled out and hasn't really, you know, played like herself in this back three, four, five events of the year. So hopefully she can bounce back and maybe she'll move back up. me on number four um, i'm right with you with own so i just got her a little bit higher i mean what? i think she has just been playing so consistent god i just wish and i said it last week but i just want her to throw a little bit of understable get a little bit more distance and i really feel like she should i mean with the way she putts the way she scrambles oh, yeah. she could be one of the the best it's mm-hmm. um she's right there though um number three i have katrina allen um so she hasn't been playing as well as, uh, as late, um, but she's still, you know, top three in the world. Yeah. Third place, I got Valerie Mondahano. Um, she's had such a good year. She's made a huge. She's made huge statements this season with three wins. One of them being a silver series or two silver series. I don't know. One silver series. Yeah, because she won Portland and Waco. Yeah. Portland and Waco. And she's just made a huge statement in her game this year and really just developed as a player. It's hard to root against her, so she's my number three. This one was close, my two and three. We got Paige Pierce, number two. Paige was in danger of losing her spot to Val, but um, I just kind of looked at some head-to-head stats, and Val was def- or Paige had the edge in this one. Uh, I'm still picking Val to win the United States Women's Disc Golf Championship, the first uh, made the next major that we're going to see. So, yeah, Valerie Mondahano and Paige Pierce, three and two. Then I know who your number one is, but we'll save it. Number two for me is Val. Valerie Mondahano. As of late, she's been playing so hot. You know, um, I just love the fire, the, the focus, just looking at her face. There's like no emotion one way or the other. Like it's just laser focused the entire entire way. Yeah, it's very frightening. <laughs> uh, I don't it really was. Um, and then number one for me is Paige. I just think she's too consistent. She has too much power. I just, she's not going to be at the top for long, though. Honestly, I don't think because the work ethic she has anymore is no. not the same as it used to be. Um, so once once the other girls are, are, are tasting success and it's going to build their confidence to where I don't think Paige stays one the top spot for long because, unless she starts working again like mm-hmm. she used to excuse me uh, my number one spot I put Kristen Tatar obviously duh so yeah I noticed she was absent from your rate, rate ugh, power rankings if you had to throw her in there like let's say we weren't considering the last four like where would you would you she would have to be your number one right so I made two lists okay um, okay this is what I like I didn't make two but well she was number one on my the year list. Yeah. Um, but I'm doing hot, hot power ranking. So she, she hasn't played the last four tournaments. She knows. Yeah. Shane, she Shane commented that she's now the highest rated woman in the world. So that's important. She is. New ratings but update. Not the highest, not the highest that it's ever been. What? what 985? Paige, Paige was 991. Was she 991? Oh, yeah. I remember that now. Yep. I remember that now. Yeah. And she went down but a point again. So. Where is, where is Shane? Like, uh, live chat. It makes sure on your phone you have live chat selected. Oh. Because if you go to overview, I, I just, just I was just zoomed in on our faces. And oh, yeah. Okay. Thanks, Shane. Yeah. 
Yeah, thanks for com commenting, Shane. Um, but yeah. yeah, thanks for being here, man. Uh, uh, some notes that I made is I never considered Evelina for this top ten, not one time. And I dug back into the season. I, I just can't pick her for a top ten list. KT hasn't been here for a while, so it's hard for me to counter as number one. But we know that that's where she belongs, if she was here. And Paige Pierce versus Valerie was tougher for me than I expected. I really, really, honestly, I wanted to put Val over Paige, but I just average finish in head-to-head. -head, uh, Paige is 4.7, and Valerie is 6.3. So a position and a half, I couldn't, I couldn't put Val above her with that being the case. Yeah, so. I completely agree. Yeah, that's why Paige is one of mine, Valerie too. Yep. If you had but to pick I, a, if, if, I mean, go ahead, whatever you're going to say. No, do you, what do you want to know? Um, top, top five, top five, not, not considering the last four. Who's your top five? Okay. Because I think we, we know one through, one through four. We don't know the order, but we know one through four. So before I answer this, I want to, I want to answer Shane. Shane, I actually was talking um, about this with someone just the other day. Evelina went back home, and she was like 100% um, for, for putting. Yes, I've seen how well she's putting. I honestly think it's the cameras. I think she gets super nervous with the cameras. I think it was, it was made a big deal about her putt. She was so in her head, and she was away from home. I think if she's home, she's going to be fine. But if she comes back here again, I don't know if the same thing doesn't happen That's again. fair. I like what you're saying. I like that. And I, I, maybe that makes her a pick for European Open for the yeah. major. Honestly. So. Yeah. Um, okay. So my top five women. One, Kristen Tatar. Two, Katrina Allen. Three, Paige Pierce. Four, Valerie Mondahanu. Five, Owen. Oh, I, I, man, Owen is so good, dude. Like, she is. We, we've I, I, I'm very high on her. I love Owen. I love her personality. I love the way she plays. It's all – everybody talks so highly of her too. Everybody's like, oh, I love having Owen on my card. So Owen is, Owen is a solid top five just in general all around. So moving on to MPO. Big time bounce back for Double G. Um, you could tell the guy was hungry, and honestly, he looked a little pissed off that he lost last week. Uh, the guy killed it, and – there aren't stats for all 18 holes. I don't know if you noticed that, but like four, five, and six, and seven like didn't have stats for some reason. But he put at 87% for the event for the holes that were scored. Uh, Bogey-free the whole event and 100% scramble rate, obviously, if you go bogey-free. So just all in all, a great bounce-back performance for Double G. Yeah, I don't have much to say about Double G winning this, um, except it's really impressive what confidence on the putting green will do for your whole game. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Just confidence in general on the course anywhere. Yeah. Uh, Joel. Cool. Joel Freeman, cool ace, dude. But uh, classic move. <laughs> classic move to bogey the next hole. Um, yeah, Joel's one of those guys that you're always going to see kind of at the top. He always finishes high in the points. He's just a grinder. He plays every freaking event in the world. Um, I honestly don't know how I feel about Joel. Like, I want to like him, but there's just something about him. It just—he doesn't seem like a fun guy to play with. But you know, so Joel is actually one of my favorite <laughs> players, um, but more so as a personality, like with what he wears. Um, mm -hmm. But like, 
and like and like he is an Innova guy and I feel a lot of Innova and I'm a Gator guy and he's a Gator guy. So like I love him because of those things, but honestly I agree with you because sometimes he's tough to watch to like talk to his disc and some of his antics and he's like you're, you're making me just uncomfortable yeah. to just watch you. So I could only imagine being on his car. Yeah. I love his Gator three, his super series Gator three. I throw the yeah, hell out of that thing. I love that thing. Uh, Corey Ellis, holy cow, what a bad situation. Uh, I'd like to think that maybe he's a professional. Maybe he didn't think about the putts too much, and maybe he was just kind of hyped up. But do you think that spit out lingered in his head for the rest of the event? So, honestly, Corey is one I don't think he gets much. Like, he's another one that's really focused the whole time. Um, so I think he was just more confused than anything else. Um, and he... He didn't really see it, so I think right. like he, he was just like, "What? What's going on?" He may have thought about it after the tournament, but I don't think it lingered like during the tournament. Do you think once he realized that that was the difference between being tied and being in second, do you think that played any? Um, I, think I don't. After, afterwards, I think it probably was like, yeah. "Well, that's that's stupid." Um, and we'll we could probably talk about yeah. I mean. What, that in general so the whole basket situation yeah so like it really sucks like i feel super bad for him and i there's nothing in the rules that says you can give him the putt unfortunately like i wish there was a way it could be like no that counts dude like this sucks but like there's just no way to do that and there for me like there's no way to find that kind of a defect in a basket unfortunately like there's a rumor that i've read on twitter so this is telephone game like don't don't take this as god's word but like apparently that basket had broken and somebody had welded that back together so that's so, not official information or anything but i mean everything you read on the internet is true but. right exactly it came from ian anderson bro right that's what the guy <laughs> told me he said this is from ian anderson so yeah i man, i don't know i i thought about this one and i don't necessarily blame the td um, I take this up another level mm -hmm. to, man, all the baskets just need to go. Yeah. Um, disc golf's making so many strides towards the mainstream, and having those kind of baskets and that kind of situation just doesn't look good. Mm -hmm. um, so I honestly think the DGPT, the PDGA, they just need to put nicer baskets on any course that's going to be part of the yep. Pro Tour or part of the Elite Series, and that's it. Um, and I think you had made a, a point. We were kind of talking about this beforehand um, mm. about even like the uh, disc golf pro tour basket themselves. You know. Yeah. They, yep. See, there, I, I look at this as two way, one of two ways. The pro tour can either develop their own target and it's consistent, or we can give away the rights, like we did to Jomez, right? So if we give away the rights, you're gonna they're gonna have to pay money for that. And I did a breakdown. I'd have to look it up. I can't remember where I put it. But I was like, if you sell the rights for $2 million and you space that out over 21 events, it adds like $60,000 to payouts for every event. And I think I, I factored in like more for majors and stuff like that. But like that's, that's one thing that I think we should look at is selling the rights. And I know maybe that's not the right thing to do because what if veterans end up winning and everybody hates veterans? So... With that also being said, like I think maybe the pro tour coming up with their own target is the right solution, as long as they can but, consult the right people. 
at the end of the day, though, isn't a veteran better than that? <laughs> it has to be. It has to be. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to fall out the bottom of a veteran. Yeah. I, I still am baffled by that. My buddy, I went to play a course with my buddy. He lived in Superior for a while. And I played a course in Superior, Nebraska that was homemade baskets. And there was a, a slot that was big enough for a disc to fall through on every basket. So I've experienced it. It's weird when it happens, but it wasn't an actual in of a target. That's. I want to know one thing, too. I want to know if these are the same targets that they had the last time that the Beaver State fling happened. It looks like this, an old basket. I think they probably had them since 1940. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no, no. no, notable finishes, though. Um, Cole Rodallin, Evan Scott. Evan Scott's the Emerald Champion from 2021. I didn't write down their finishes because I'm dumb. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah. do you have that? And you know, I, I don't. I was, and you know, I was messaging was messaging you about Cole. Yes. Um, all final round because he was he was playing so hot. He shot mm-hmm. 11 down. So I at least know that he he's one dude. I mean, he's a young kid. So Evan Scott too. Um, when we were just messaging, he, like the future. Man, yeah, it's exciting. Bro. It's very exciting. Albert Tom, I think he was what fifth place. He was up there again, once again. Albert Tom, second place, Circle One regulation, Circle Two regulation. He's first place, 89th in C1X putty, and 53rd in C2 putting. How is this man doing this, dude? I think him and Evelina should date. <laughs> I think I don't think you're wrong there. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! Yeah, don't put them on a double scene together. Another one is Paul McBeth, dude. Fifteenth place. I think he shot like a one down second round. Yeah, I have a lot to say about that. Yeah. So, and I have questions for you. Do you think? Yeah. Do you think he lost his fire because of his contract? Like he knows he's making money and he doesn't Man. have to work too much. Um, or. You think, hey, he's missed some putts, missed some lines, and now he's overthinking everything? Is he just showing that he's a human being after all? Uh, those are my questions. I just don't yeah. know. I, I think they're both right. Like, We haven't seen the same just killer instinct from Paul on the putting green. I can't even – unless he's had a major, like we haven't seen the killer instinct from him on a putting green. Uh, we saw it at USDGC with that sick putt on 17 – you know, we saw him be him there. But other than that, like, I don't know. To answer your question, I think it has to – I don't want to say it has to do with the contract, but I, I, think, it, I think it does. I, you know, because I, th- I think there was something too grinding on the tour and playing before that he had to win. You know what I mean? That $5,000 payout was important for him to get by. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, you know, I think the amount of money he's making has made his situation way more comfortable, and I think he's chill out and relaxed a little more. Same thing with Paige. I really think we have the same thing with Paige. Yeah. I think she's chilled out. I don't. We don't know what she's making, but she's chilled out. She was. She was. She's relaxed. Like we talked. We we heard her after she won Champions Cup. She was like, "Well, my dad thinks everything's about winning. Is she call out her dad?" So. Yeah. I think yeah, Paul's I, more. I think Paul's more comfortable now. I, I think he's comfortable. I think he's pressing the issue too, though, because he's he's like 
okay, you, we've been there, right? And even as, as amateurs, I, yeah. I, I, speaking for myself, um, since you're uh, <laughs> a master, um, <laughs> but, you know, if I have a bad round or a couple bad rounds or a couple bad tournaments, like, it can get in your head. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and, um, and then, like, he's reverting back to an old putt. He's talking about <laughs> His form's off. I just think he's trying to do too much, and he's just not focusing in on, hey, I just need to make a small, subtle tweak in my putt. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. I think he's, do he's doing way too much. And um, But if I, I just go back to what I said about Garrett winning. It's amazing what putting confidence will do for your entire game. Oh, it's yeah. It's the exact opposite right now for Macbeth. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, putting is by far the most important part of the game. Like, if you're having a bad putting day, then you're like, oh, this drive has to be within 10 feet. And then you're going to throw bad drives because there's so much pressure to throw a good drive. So I think you're definitely right on that. Let's get into our MPO power rankings, though. Oh, yeah. I'll let you – I think I started the last one on FBO, so you can go ahead and start this uh, MPO one. Okay, get ready. So, hold on. Sorry, oh, yeah, criteria, criteria again, because we got... I wanted to look cool. Um, so, very, very important, just so everyone knows, if you're just tuning in right now, mine are hot power rankings. Who's hot right now? Mm -hmm. Last four tournaments, completely stats-based, no opinion, just look at the stats, put them over. So, my number 10, James Conrad. James Conrad, ooh, Okay. Yeah. And mine. He's probably higher on your list, right? Uh, I don't think he's on my list. What? Yeah. He's my dude. I don't know, man. I just he's haven't seen him. Jesus. I haven't seen. He's, he's everybody's disc golf Jesus. <laughs> um, so me, I for my uh, what's the criteria for my power rankings, I kind of just went feel, honestly, like a little bit of feel. The MPO division is so diverse, so it was hard for me to like narrow this down to ten. So number ten, Joel Freeman. I don't like him that much, but he's a gritty dude. He's always playing tournaments, and he's always at the top of the points, so it's hard for me not to pick him. Number nine, Drew Gibson. He's been quiet lately, but I expect a big bounce back from Drew heading into the final half of the year. Yeah, and he hasn't played a lot of tournaments. Uh, I don't think he's played any. Yeah, he was moving uh, or something. So. Yeah, so he's not on my list at all. And also, you know who's not on my list? Joel. Who I love, mm. uh, but he's not on my list because he got 40 at the championship. Fair. So, Valid. Um, so number nine, the person that you love to talk the most trash on, Albert Tom. <laughs> he's been playing consistent even with missing yes. all those putts. He's still doing the thing. Drew Gibson, Shane. Drew Gibson. <laughs> Duh. Dummy. I hit the laughing emoji. He got me. He got me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> What's your number eight? Oh, my number eight. Yeah, we're doing snake draft again. Sorry. Snake draft style. I don't know. Number eight? Wow. Remember, this is as of recent. The last four tournaments have right. not been his best You're right. You're right. Definitely right. So, he's, he's at number eight. Wow. Number eight for me, Gannon Burr. He hasn't missed the top ten. He's a contender for sure. I just need to see him make one more run before I move him up to top five. Uh, and again, I didn't go last four events like he did, like like Lucas did, but number seven, I got Eagle. He drops down because we haven't seen him since Jonesboro where he DNF'd. 
So we're not going to see him again until European Open, but regardless of that, he still deserves to be in the top ten. Hot take. Hot take? Eagle Here. is not the same Eagle ever again. No. I would, I, I would, don't think he's – I think he's, he's dropped out of my top ten. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, we'll it's – We'll see. All right. Number seven. This one will surprise you. We have the one. Oh, did it? Yeah. The one. <laughs> the only – Nate Safton? Mm. Nate Sexton has actually been playing pretty well the last yep. four tournaments. And it's kind of been under the radar, honestly. Um, okay. There's not a lot of people talking about him, but he's statistically finished very well. Number six. The old bottom of the basket. Corey Ellis. <laughs> I tried to think of a better nickname, but it didn't work out. It's a good one, though. Um, Corey Ellis has been playing pretty hot as of recent as well. Um, early, earlier in the year, he wasn't playing too hot, but right now, he's someone that you need to watch out for. Yeah. Number six. I wanted to put him in my top 10, but that 89th place, whatever he got, I was like, yeah. nah, I can't do that. There's uh, been a couple where he's been way up there. Yeah. Number six, I got Paul Macbeth. Um, I talk about it in the next point why I put him there. Matteo, fifth place. Matteo is three and two against Paul Macbeth this year. Uh, Matty has less top tens, but I honestly, I trust Matteo more than I trust Paul Macbeth right now. Oh, and isn't that something? To think it's about insane. Matty <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You trust that thing? Yeah. This thing? <laughs> Whatever that is. That. That's, that's saying something. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate the way he butts. Uh, I hate it, too. I, hate, I like the way he throws, I guess. It's yeah. fun to watch him throw, but... Yeah, I don't mind that. The putt? I'm like, I'm like, how are you not going to anti-shank this thing right into the ground right now? So, my number five, as of recently, number five... Garrett, I can putt. Gerthy. I can putt, Gerthy. <laughs> so he's been playing really well. Um, I mean, we've seen that, uh, yeah. especially the last, last two events. So he's got to be up there. And then I'm right with you with Matty L. He's now at number four. Wow. Um, he hasn't played a lot of tournaments recently, but he's been playing well all year. Yeah. Um, he's another one that's like kind of – he's one that is like – Joel for me. Um, I don't like some of his antics, like some of the things he say and the way he licks his lips. <laughs> it just makes me a little uncomfortable too. Uh, and he just says like all these Alabama races and like Todd. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So he, he's another one that's like Joel to me. Like he's very eccentric. Okay. My number four, Simon Lazat. Simon has come on super duper strong. Um, as he always says in his videos, twice or it's luck, and uh, he got back-to-back, -back, so it's, uh, it's, it's official. It's not luck. Simon is a contender again. Number three, Chris Dickerson. Um, he's, so he's so freaking good. He's got one more win than Calvin, uh, but he hasn't played on tour since DDO. So that, that kind of is what pushed him down to third for me, to be honest with you, his, his lack of appearance on the tour. I think that's that's in typical Chris fashion, though. I don't yeah. think he 
has ever really played that that West Coast swing. Yeah, and I thought that they were going to be there for more, at least a couple of the events this year. Especially but, with this contract, yeah. yeah. So, so. That, that was surprising to me, too. So my number three, I have Gannon Burr. And honestly, on my, my list that wasn't most recent, I had Gannon at number three. Like, I love, wow. I'm so high on Gannon right now. Yeah. I think he is... He's one of the best in the game currently. Um, and I, I am excited to see him get even better and better and better. So, um, number two for me is Ricky. Even though he's only played one event, um, that was all I needed to put him at number two. But because he's only played one event, um, I couldn't put him at number one. I will say, though, Chris Dickerson, of course, doesn't make my particular list because, as you said, he hasn't played since DDO. Right. Number two for me, I got Calvin Heinberg. He's so consistent. The last two finishes are the only ones that are a little bit concerning, including Beaver State, which it's a silver series. I'm not going to get too crazy about it. But uh, 49th place there, not good. Um, him and Chris are basically deadlocked on the year in head-to-head. I want to pull this up real quick. They are... So just for the season, they're both four and four against each other. One of them, they both have won four. They both have lost four. Uh, they both have two wins. Calvin has one second place. Chris has zero. Calvin has two third places. Chris has zero. And then top ten percentage, 87.5% for Calvin, 75% for Chris. So they're deadlocked on the year. So I could you could flip a coin on that one. Just put whoever you want second. In first place for me, I got Ricky. I'd be silly not to put him up there. Hopefully he can fight through this Lyme disease flare-up situation. Did you see his knee? I have not. Did he post a picture of it? Yeah. Oh, that, might, that might have changed my, my, my rating. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I'm going to look it, it up is, real quick. He's supposed to be at the preserve, you know. So, uh, right. Gosh. I hope, I hope he's, he's okay. And we got two weeks before that. We got match play, which we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that in a little bit. Yeah. And I will say... Um, Oh God! I got Ricky is just tough. Uh, I just feel bad for him. But again, I'm gonna say this every time we talk about him, bro. Just, uh, just, hey, bro. Just. Hey, bro. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just... Stop doing everything natural. Where did he post a picture of his knee? Sorry, I was I was looking at our um, our feed. Yeah, I pulled up like, Instagram. You're on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I pulled up Instagram. <laughs> okay, just making sure. Okay. Where's the picture of his uh, knee? I saw the fluid that they drank. Oh, is it on his story? I think it was. Um, no, it's not on his story. Oh well, it doesn't matter that much. Oh man, I am I, I am fully on the. So oh I god, I am fully on the internet. Holy cow, what am yeah, I doing? Whoopsies! Yeah. So you're on. like one of the only people I follow on Instagram on the Flexshot account, so. First thing. Um, so my number one <laughs> is, of course, Simon. Um, he's been playing very, very hot as of late, and I'm so excited for the dude. I'm excited to see if it continues on. But, again, he's another one. Feeling good, confident on the green. The whole rest of the game feels awesome. Yep. Did you? Where did you have Calvin? I miss Calvin. Did you have he him on He wasn't it? on my list at all. Oh, he wasn't on your list. Now he's been playing. Wow. Yeah. So, you really waited these last four. Only these you. last four. Officially, only these last four. Here, let me give you my top five for not um, 
this is my top five for like the whole year. Okay, we got Ricky, Chris Dickerson, Gannon Burr, Matteo, Paul McBeth. Okay, that's a good top five. That's a good top five. All right, we're going to move on. Just quick touch on match play. We're kind of going to talk about who's not going to be there, and maybe we'll just pick a matchup that we like. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm assuming 116-8-9. Yeah, okay. So, uh, MPO, who are we missing? We're going to be missing Ricky, Paul, Calvin, Chris, and Eagle Wink Man. Those are the five biggest names on tour right now, and they're not going to be there. So. I mean, you have Gannon Burr as the one seed. Yeah. So. What's your favorite matchup here? Do you have one? I'm kind of digging that 8-9. Ezra Aderhold, Kyle Klein. Um, yeah, that could be good. Um, I just like Simon to shout Chandler. out. We got, we got a Luke Humphrey sighting. Oh, we do. Uh, Luke, Luke and Aaron Gossage. And you know I'm high on Gossage yes. right now. But, you know, I'm actually rooting against them because you got to represent what you thought. <laughs> there you go. So, um, and Simon is a sixth seed. Is going to make some waves, I think. I'm actually really excited to see yeah. Simon just in general in this. Um, and then you have Nico and Alden Harris. Oh, and boy. I think Alden's going to win. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Another one that I'm looking at is just Bradley, Bradley Williams. I like Bradley. He's so smooth. I'm, a, I'm always going to root for Bradley. I don't know if he can take down Conrad, but that'd be cool. Kevin Jones. Oh, Jeremy Colling, Kevin Jones. Sorry, Jeremy Colling. Oh, boy. Sorry, Jeremy uh, still plays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Facts. Facts. Sorry. Sorry, Jeremy. Sorry, you're good at you're good at talking sometimes. Uh FPO, we got Paige, Cat, Kristen, and Valerie missing. Again, the top four players. You know, not there. I think once this match this match play event doesn't have any history, there's not a big payout. I think as this thing gets more prestigious, we'll we'll get a we'll get a bigger field, but Many matchups you're interested in there. Um, I'm interested. I'm. I, it's crazy to me that Missy is a one seed. And Cat is Cat Merch is a two. Wow. So Cat and Holly Finley, Cat's gonna win that easily. Um, I like you know Emily Beach. Um, I and Jen Allen. So it's crazy that they're both Oklahoma gals mm. playing against each other. Wow. That's kind of the, Oklahoma shootout, if you will. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then we have Owen and Rebecca. I'm really excited about that one because, like I said, they are both been playing very, very well recently. It sucks that they're the, like a, a first round matchup. Yeah. Uh, Keenan said, I got a new name. Two Bearded One. I'm assuming he meant Ones, the Two Bearded Ones podcast. Yes. I, hate <laughs> I hate how he types too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Keenan, you're so fun. We love you, buddy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Did I even call out a match? Owen Scoggins, no. Rebecca Cox. That's interesting. That's that one. could that that's could be close. And then, the yeah, I think that's the only one I'm really seeing. Sarah Hokum, Owen Scoggins. We do have a, a bomber matchup with Maria Oliva and Natalie Ryan. Yeah. Yeah, they do. That will be a good one. Are we ready for stats game? Is that what we got next? Yeah, we got stats, and we're going to get out of here. Nice. Thanks for staying with us, guys. Yeah, for real. i got to find out where I save these at. I hope I save them somewhere. That's, that's okay. Good. If you don't have them, I have four for you. Yeah, uh, I was gonna, we're going to go back and forth. Oh, I put it untitled. That would be a problem. 
All right. Uh, how do you want to do it? Who wants to go first? And then we'll just. You want to go first? I'm going to give. I'm gonna, yeah. But before you answer, give it like 15 seconds so anyone that's watching in the audience. Yeah. I mean, there's only probably one person. But right. um, anyone that's watching can, can comment. But here we go. Before Gavin Babcock hit his ace on OTB skins, over or under, this many attempts were tried. Okay? 3,500. So 3,500. Was it more attempts than that to try to get an ace or less attempts than that before Gavin Babcock? Oh, boy. Ace? Lucky I didn't come across this one on Twitter. Because I would not forget this one. Well, I did some math, so this was all. Oh, you had, to, you had to do it. Oh, my goodness. You went hard on that one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. I'm going to go over. It is over. Yes. I actually didn't. didn't write the answer. <laughs> you did all that work. Do you know how close uh, it, was, it was? What about? It was like 37 something. So wow. That's crazy. Attempts. All right, so that's and a then, point. Yeah. I got a point. Okay, fine. We're, we're keeping track. We're keeping track. Yeah, it's, everything's a competition. Okay, cool. I got you. Uh, all right, so uh, on the week of 6 6 22, do you know what week you shot your 1,000 rated round? Was it that week? So like the from six six to six thirteen was how long they yeah, tracked it, whatever yeah, dude I was. Yeah, six five six six. Okay. Six six five. Something like that. Yeah, it was. Do we need to look? Yeah, it was the fifth. You shot the fifth, so this wasn't the well. Maybe maybe it goes from the week before to the week. I think it does. It goes from the five thirty to six six. Actually, is how this is tracked. Okay. Okay. So how many? Over or under, how many thousand rated rounds were there? Over or under 900? In the whole world. This is the whole the world. world. Over or under 900? Yeah, that seems like a lot. Um, we're going to say over. It was under 830, ah! 837. Of course you do it right at <laughs> it. <laughs> Dang it. Zero points for me. 1-0. I got one. Okay. We're snaking. You go again. Oh. Uh, going back to February 2021, Cole Radolin and Anthony, Bar Anthony Barella have competed in 13 events together. The win-loss ratio of the player who is leading this matchup is 7-6. and six. Which player is leading the matchup? And it'll go back to February 2020. I think it's supposed to be yeah. 2022. I can't. Or no, yeah, yeah, it was 2021 because they've, they've. That's all that they've ever. That was their first event against each other. Honestly, I just think this is like baiting me to pick Barilla. So <laughs> I'm gonna go with Cole because I, you know, I'm high on Cole. It was Cole. Cole won the. Cole has won seven out of seven out of thirteen. So, good job. Yeah, one and one. Yeah, one yeah, and yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> this is a tough one. This is a tough one. And feel free to comment in um, if you're watching. Yeah. With a minimum of 500 holes tracked, who is the top five of the MPO in Circle One in regulation? You don't get any multiple choice. You just get five guesses, and you have to get at least two of the five to win. So I I I can pick from any of the top any player on tour. Yeah. I just have to get the first two. You, you have to get any. 
If they're in the top Any. five, yeah. Ooh, this one's going to be tough. So I did do some digging on some Circle 1 and Regulation stats, I you, you had but I don't remember them. <laughs> so, man, Albert, so, is Albert one of them? I can't remember. Albert is one of them. Okay, yes. yep. Hey. Uh, yep, Smitty First commented day. Albert. Albert, and then he put GG. I don't want to piggyback off of him, but... Who said it? Smitty. Albert and GG. Okay. I'm going to... I'm not going to go GG. I don't think it's GG. Yeah. You're just baiting me. It's bait. What? Um, you get five guesses, bro. Man. <laughs> GG. Fine. I'll use one of my guesses. That's incorrect. <laughs> I knew it was. I just want to make Smitty happy. Um, shoot, man. That's tough. Another one. I feel like Paul has done really good this year. I feel like I saw Paul up there. Yeah, that's incorrect. Dang it. Um, three more guesses? You got two more guesses? I got two more. Uh, Calvin Heiberg. Yes. He's yes. Let's go. Let's go. Calvin. If you get three, you get an extra point. Ricky. No. Dang it. So, the other three. Ezra. What? Cole, Cole Radolin and Aaron Gossage. Cora Dolan, Aaron Gossage, and Ezra. And Ezra. Oh. wow! What was that? Violent noise in the background. All right. So for my, is it me again? Did you do two, or did you do? No, I need to do two. Hold on, I'm. Uh... You good? Oh, is the highest circle two percentage this year higher or lower than forty percent? Hmm. Is there like a minimum of events? On this? Yeah, so I, I just did anyone that's on the tour. Like, so there was someone that was, that was, I didn't count. That's there was the, somebody that you didn't count. I feel like I'm going to, you said 50%? I said, no, I said 40%. 40%. 40%. Two. I'm going to, I'm going to go over. If it's 40, I'm going to go over. Okay. It is under. Dang it. People aren't great with Circle 2. No. It's Circle uh, 2 stuff. Do you, do you know who is currently at the top of Circle 2? I've, I've read it, and you I should, you should know this. can't remember. Is it Corey? Yes. Okay. Yes, you knew that. Good job. Okay. So, I'm um, what? Two, it's 2 to 1? Yeah. This is a tie. This is a tie it up. Call okay. it a draw. Which player has the highest career win percentage? Out of these four that I'm going to give you. You have Jennifer Allen, Kristen Tatar, Katrina Allen, or Juliana Korver. Hmm. The highest win percentage. Highest career winning percentage. Elite series, majors, or just PDJ events in general is what this poll. Anyone want to guess on this one? <laughs> Anybody got a guess? Anyone want to help a guy out? <clears throat> I'm leaning towards Corver, but give me the list one more time. Jennifer Allen, Kristen Tatar, Katrina Allen, or Juliana Corver? We're going Corver. It is Corver, 67.85. Next closest is actually Jennifer, 55.85. Uh, so, yeah. Tie ball so game. Off. I didn't bring a tiebreaker question. I should I have. Did. 
Dang. All right, let's go for it. If I get it wrong, you win. If I, if, yep, you know, you know the deal. <laughs> All right, and it's an over and under. Over. It's actually not over under. It is a <laughs> multiple choice. Sick. I love multiple choice. Garrett Durfee has been putting out of this world lately. Oh, insane. How much did he improve the circle two putting? Over the last two tournaments. Oh, this is going to be tough. Is it A, 10%, B, 33%, C, 40%, or D, 50%? What was the second one? B, 33%. Um, I'm going 21. I'm going C, 21%. Let's go! That is correct. That is correct. It's a dub. That is honestly why I did the pay. Um, what's the highest circle two percentage currently? Yeah. Just think about that. Twenty-one percent in the last two tournaments. That's crazy. Season average. That's insane. That's so good. I remember you talking about him being up twenty-four percent last week. So that was kind of why I went that way. So. Yep. All right, man. Anything you want to say as we we get out of here? I got the dub, so I'm one. What's one zero? Because I didn't play last week when we had Jordan on, so, well, I Jordan, so. you be Jordan. So you're <laughs> you got to win to your name, I guess. We'll call it. We'll count it. All right. Um, no, I don't got anything to say other than you know thanks for tuning in, everyone. We have so much fun yes. doing this. It's so much fun. Um, you know, Gerbs and I. Um, we put more work into this than we want to admit. Um, yeah. So, hey, thanks for enjoying it with us. Yes. Um, this will be up on Spotify later. So if you're listening on Spotify, this is irrelevant. It will be on Apple Podcasts too. All those links will get posted down below when it's ready. Follow us on Facebook. If you're already here and you're not, you don't like us and you don't follow us, what are you doing? How did you get here? Follow the page. Like the page. Instagram at FlexShotDG, TikTok at FlexShotDG, Twitter at FlexShotDG. My personal Twitter is at Jigurb62. I get to Wyland on there every now and then, so go follow me. Sometimes I'm funny. So anywhere people can go to find you, Lucas? Um, yeah, you can go to my YouTube, Disc and Deals. Mm. You can see some content there. Um, LukuDuker on Instagram. Or LukaDuker15. But yeah, other than that, cool. really just follow the flex shot stuff. Don't yeah. worry about me. Don't worry about the, me. Is the, is the master. Sometimes. And then also, don't forget our YouTube. We have a, a three disc challenge coming out soon. Uh, we picked each other used discs from a used bin and we made each other play with them. Lucas, me, and Caden. So be on the lookout for that. That's coming soon. And yeah, that's it. I think we out. Peace out, guys. Peace. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you.